Hello! And welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't wanna. In every episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves and the other one, well, that's where that there reluctancy comes in. We are your hosts. I am Zach, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host. He's getting over a bad case of loser's allergy. It's Scotty Westside. I don't know if I if I can ever be getting over uh, loser's allergy. Uh, I feel like I, I'm just kind of born with that, uh, you know. So isn't isn't Lurgy the the Pokemon that the white Pokemon, uh, the the like mystical Pokemon where we meet Slowbro on the island? I have no fucking clue what you're he's talking like about. He's like the is daddy from, of like this... Zapdos. Uh, you're my daddy. Is that what you said? Yes, I am your daddy. Uh, I are you talking about the Pokemon's animes? What? Are you talking <laughs> the Pokemon's animes? Pokemon's Pokemaname. Are you talking about the Pokemaname? I'm talking about the movie. Which how many there were so many movies. I think, it's, I, think um, I only ever saw the first one. I th- it's the one, the one that one has Okay, no, that's a great movie. Yeah, uh it it's the one with Moltres, Articuno, and Zapdos. They're yeah. doing battle, and then we meet Lugia. I mean Lurgy. Losers Lurgy. <laughs> Was that the connection you were making? Yeah, that's my joke. That was a good one. I uh, <laughs> have not seen that one. Can't say I've seen that one. Like I said, I've only seen... I did not like the Pokemans anime. The Pokemon anime. I, I did not. Are you, you're talking about like just the show? Why are you saying that? I don't know. Why Why aren't you saying it? It's the Pokemon right. anime. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, the show. I didn't like the show. I watched it for like, even as a kid, even when I was a kid, I loved the games. I thought the show was dumb as hell. Dude, how sick was the Lieutenant Surge part, though? Did you not, watch that? No, not good. I loved yes. it. I loved Ash it. Ash basically cheated his way past every fucking gym ever. Didn't he like power up Pikachu with a goddamn water wheel to beat Brock or some bullshit like that? Yes. <laughs> this is so shit. Ash is a <laughs> fucking dirty cheater, man. <laughs> and I'm sure he cheated in some similar way to beat uh, Lieutenant Surge, didn't he? He probably had Pikachu put on like a rubber suit. No, uh, Pikachu stood on his tail and absorbed the like fucking electricity. I don't fucking. That sounds like know. cheating. That for sure sounds <laughs> like cheating. <laughs> I don't remember there being a, a Pokemon move called stand on your tail and absorb the shock. Well, another thing too is he. Pikachu learns a new attack that you can only learn as Pikachu. Like, you can't, like, because... Like, Raichu can't learn it? Right, exactly. I love that we're getting into the minutia of the fucking Pokemon. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. We're two minutes into this episode, and it's off to a great start. Uh, Yeah, we didn't tell our listeners that uh, this is now a (laughs) Pokemon-exclusive anime or anime podcast no please god i told you i hate it uh by the way speaking of going back to getting on track the losers lurgy thing um that just makes me think of that song because i'm a loser i'm holding on to life's little ledge is that three doors down i I i've never heard that song you've never heard that it's not three doors down i I, now that i say that i don't think that's right maybe it is isn't it who sings who sings kryptonite uh is that three doors down 
I don't fucking know, dude. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the same people. I don't listen to Butt Rock, dude. Dude, you should. Butt Rock is great. <laughs> I fucking love it. I Wait, since when do. is it Butt Rock? You used to call it Dad Rock, I well, feel Well, yeah, like. it's Dad Rock, it's Butt Rock. You know, it's all this okay. shit that you listen to. That's fair. Um, Recently, a co-worker uh, brought up... I, I can't remember how this came up in conversation, but the song... uh. The classic Creed song. I'm six feet from the legend. I'm thinking, and then Maybe six feet. Yes, I had that so song stuck in my head the down. rest of the day, and I had to go listen to like that entire album. And let me tell you, Creed still fucking rules. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking Harry Potter. Are we though? We're we're gonna fucking end that one right there. Hell yeah, Creed! God damn it! You know what? I think we may have just lost like two thirds of our fucking at least at least two thirds. They're gonna be yeah. like fucking Scott listens to Creed. He would Scott Stapp. He's named after the band guy. <laughs> Dude, our listeners don't even know who Scott Stapp is. Well, if they're they're missing out, they're not missing out. Scott Stapp seems like a real dumbass, if we're being honest. <laughs> anyway, man, how how the fuck are you, dude? I'm doing well, obviously. Listening to Creed, you know, having a good time, um, having a grand old time, having a grand old like. time. How about you, buddy? Uh dude, I'm I'm fucking good, man. Yeah, um, you are. I Why are you good, am Zach? going on not a lot of sleep right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to know why, Scott? I couldn't even hazard a guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, <clears throat> uh, Hades became available on Xbox Game Pass on Friday, Hades. and I have played way too much of that game already in, in two days. I don't think I'm familiar. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm pretty sure I've ranted about this game on the podcast before, probably a long time ago, but uh, it's a phenomenal game, and yeah, came to Game Pass, and you're loving it, huh? Dude, it's so fucking good, It's man. so good! It's, it's so good! It's unbelievable, yeah. Uh, the storytelling like aspect, like how you uncover the story is mm-hmm. so unique. Um it's unlike any roguelike game I've ever played. Yep, definitely. Uh, it's so fucking rad, dude. I'm having a goddamn blast. Uh, loving the bow. It's amazing. So that's your favorite. That's your favorite weapon for sure, huh? You know, I actually do think that the 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 twin fist is twin my fist. is probably my favorite. Fuck but yeah. I I do the best with the bow. That's fair because you have to be more careful when you're using the bow. Let me ask you this: Who is your favorite? Uh, uh, Olympian, like whose whose boons are you getting that you like like to use the most? Um, you know, honestly, dude, uh, Zeus's boons are fucking good with the bow, like the like the chain lightning. Oh my god, dude, yeah, it's yeah, so yeah. good. You, you know you who's con- the worst? Speaking of bows, is fucking Artemis. Every time an Artemis, wait, is it Artemis? Yeah. She's the huntress. Yeah, chick, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Every time her boons come up, I'm like, fuck no, please, God no. <laughs> I mean, also, she's kind of lame. She's probably bad. the lamest one too. Mm, yeah, um, I did. Although <clears throat> I did just do a run where I got to Hades. I was texting you about this earlier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I got to Hades. I lost to Hades. I haven't beat him yet. Uh, where I had the Demeter 
Um, oh yeah, hers are good. Hers are good. Yeah, the the chill like mm-hmm. it's a up attack, and then you you deal chill with right, uh, right. with your regular attack, mm-hmm. and comboed with the fast shot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, that thing rips so hard. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the amazing thing about that game is even though you're going through the same areas over and over again. Every it doesn't run feel like the feels, same thing. No, it feels so different because you've got so many different weapons and you can have so many different builds and so many different strategies. That that game, you, you mentioned running on Little Sleep. That game gives me the one more run syndrome Oh my god! more yes. than any game I've ever played. Like I, It could be yeah, 4 a.m. and I'm like, I have to go to sleep and then I die and I'm just like, mm, one more, just one more run. <laughs> yeah. It's, dude, so... <clears throat> the the coolest thing about this game is like all right if you've ever played any roguelite like i mean i know that you have but mm-hmm. i mean anybody that's listening ever played any roguelite scott you know that i love the game scourgebringer yes um which is a great roguelite but even that there is something so fucking crippling yes. when you die yes. and you have to go back mm-hmm. there are times in in Hades where i'm like totally fine yep. with dying because i get to go back to the house of hades i get to find more story to uncover it's so good i've never felt that in a roguelite game it's that so is rad. the genius and the brilliance and why it's the best roguelite in my opinion is because it, it it handles that death so well where you don't feel defeated you don't feel down you're just like i get to go fucking talk and hang out with all these cool fuckers i get to in go the house pet cerberus dude yeah i go i get to go pet cerberus you get to pet your fucking three-headed demon hound uh it's so good it's it's the visuals are amazing the voice acting is amazing the music is unbelievably good uh, the the voice acting i think might be in terms of like the audio of the game although i do agree that the music is good mm-hmm. i don't think the music holds a fucking stone to the fucking voice acting it's the voice so acting is crazy good. good i've never experienced voice acting like it's this in any video game ever. so good you want to have your mind blown here real quick um the studio that made this game super giant uh very small studio one guy, that Darren sounds, Corp. Uh, backwards. What did I say? A super giant, super, right? Super yeah. giant, very small studio. <laughs> very small studio. Uh, one guy, guy by the name of Darren Corb, did all the music for this game, uh, wow. all the audio design, uh, ran all the you know voice recording. Oh, and he also voices the main character, Zagreus. And Skelly, he voices two characters. Ah, oh, Skelly's so good. Dude, Skelly's great. He does all this, and there is hundreds of hours of dialogue in this game. Like, yeah. there is so much. I don't think... I've played this game for hours and hours and hours. I don't think I've ever seen, like, a line repeated once. It's crazy. Go play this game. If you have a Switch, if you have a uh, an Xbox... It's on everything now. It just came out on everything. But especially if you have Game Pass. Oh, my God. Go try this game. It's so fun. Yeah. This won Game of the Year last year, right? Uh, it won a lot of Game of the Year's awards. It depends on, you know, who you're looking at because every publication sure. has their own, but it won like 50 plus Game of the Year awards. And, yeah. I mean, and, and combined with a fucking ass ton of other awards. Yes. Um, it's, it's unbelievable. Go fucking play this game. If you guys want to dive into something that has really, really great lore, beautiful, beautiful 
uh, artwork, incredible sound it design. It feels so good. It just feels good to play that game. It's yeah. just fun. Dude, That's all right. Good. I have to talk a little bit of shit about Chaz for a second here. Okay, excellent. Uh, and I and I can do it uh, on the show now, uh, like because our listeners know who Chaz is now because he was on the movie episode with us. Uh-huh. Uh, quick plug for that. If you have not already listened to that, go listen to us talk about our, uh, you know, uh, best movies of the 2010s decade. But so Chaz, uh, he invited me to an Xbox party today while I was playing the the game playing the, the goddamn game. game and he was like i played it for like 20 minutes it's not that great it's not that great oh my God, and i'm like all right worst. dude well you're actually fucking uh <laughs> ridiculous so uh i'm gonna be going now <laughs> oh Chaz. i just don't understand why do you do these things to us why i don't understand why are you the way that you are Hey, maybe we should quit ranting about how great Hades is and talk about Harry Potter. For yeah, I was going to say, do you think our listeners want to hear us talk about Harry Potter now? Everyone, if we hadn't lost all our listeners by the Scott Stapp Creed uh, conversation, <laughs> we've definitely lost them all now. <laughs> um, hey, actually, I do have something for you. It's Harry Uh-oh. Potter related. Uh-oh. Uh, one of our uh, listeners uh, reached out. Uh, a new fan, Tess. Thanks for checking out the pod. Thanks, Tess. Uh, she hit us up and said, Hey, guys, <clears throat> I just started listening to the Harry Potter episodes, and I'm already on episode 15. I wanted to comment on your convo about the Lannister coat of arms versus the Gryffindor lion. Ooh, interesting. I looked it up, and apparently J.K. Rowling started writing Harry Potter in 1990. And George R. R. Martin didn't start Game of Thrones writing until 1991. Harry Potter was published in 97 and Game of Thrones in 96, but she did technically start writing it first. Just wanted to chime in. Hmm. And also, uh, I swear to God, this is exactly what Tess said. She said, uh, Scott is a uh, dipshit um, <laughs> and uh, Zach is the best podcast host in oh, the world. Oh, you lying sack <laughs> of shit. Yep, that's what she said. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't even believe you for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, I do remember this conversation. That was that was a while ago, but I do remember that conversation. Um, I'm gonna just go ahead and say the the one who gets the book published first gets the crown. So no, no, George no. wins. Uh, but I do just find it genuinely interesting that they both made such similar designs, like so close together. Sure. And I know, you know, obviously this is a design that has been used throughout history. Uh, right, but so prominently featured, you know, amongst two major, you know, like a major house in Game of Thrones and one of the three houses I mean, uh, in right or four, sorry, four houses. I forgot Hufflepuff existed for a second. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's your boy Diggory's house. Uh, yeah, it's true. That's true. Hey, can you? I I have something I want to comment about before we jump in here. Can you guys believe that Zach won't come and get his present for oh me? Oh my god! <laughs> I fucking give up, dude. Anyway, we should probably jump in here. We're doing chapters nineteen, twenty, and twenty-one. This is leading up to the uh very special Zach's wife Amanda episode is going to be joining us next time which I am very excited for and uh we get some good stuff in here yeah we get some good good solid stuff in here we definitely do you know it's funny uh I was talking with Amanda <clears throat> and um 
so she's obviously been she, she's rereading this book mm-hmm. uh and obviously she listens to the pod mm-hmm. and almost daily she'll like talk with me about harry potter things except sure. the past like two weeks ah she she's been like you know actually I'll, I'll, I'll just it. save it for the pot i'll just save Hell it for the pot. Yeah. i <laughs> love so it funny dude i love that i fucking love her today well she's gonna have and have to hold it in for an extra week because i forgot i'm gonna be gone next yeah week yeah you're camping, going camping so. next week hell yeah i can't wait it's gonna be great nice all right let's anyway, let's fucking do this goddamn thing let's do this thing uh everyone you can now uh return skip skip to here if you're listening to the first if you want to skip through all the rest of this episode i don't know what i'm saying um, Nobody's gonna how, do that. They're, I don't know how gonna, you would why know are you telling them to, to skip right before know. we start talking about it? That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> uh, chapter nineteen, uh, where we last left off, Ron uh, had some kind of uh, poisoning or possibly allergic reaction, or we don't really know what was happening um, on his birthday when they were hanging out with whole Horace. Um, and Harry had done what the prince had told him to do, Mr. Prince, and shoved a uh, be- be- bezoar, whatever it is, down his throat. Bezoar? Yeah, to uh, to be an antidote. And that's where we last left off. So, chapter 19, Ron is in the hospital unconscious. Fred, George, Harry, Hermione, Ginny are with him. Um, he's He's kind of stable. They've... Uh, he's, he's stabilized. Madame Pomfrey has worked her magic, and he's gonna be okay. But he's sleeping right now. Uh, Fred and George make a pretty good crack about how this is probably not one of his better birthdays. Uh, remember, this <laughs> went, all went down on Ron's birthday, uh, which is pretty funny. Also, they just subtly they do a subtle flex of here that they're thinking of buying Zonko's joke stop in Hogsmeade. Hell yeah! Uh, very subtle flex from them. They're like, yeah, we just want a satellite. Uh, you know store out here and i'm like man these guys are businessmen extreme they're fucking rolling in it yeah definitely so they throw around a bunch of theories about who was the poisoner and who they were trying to poison whether it was horace or harry uh my only question is which which one of these flat-footed children put the milk (laughs) in the cabinet that's all i want to know that's all i want to (laughs) know I mean, I might have done it. I might have done it. Harry's like, I might have done it. Uh, anyway, even even Dumble is is possible. They might have been trying to poison Dumble because Horace um, was going to give the bottle of this mead to him. Um, but Hermione makes the comment. She's like, ah, the poisoner didn't know Horace very well because there's no way he was going to give that away. He was absolutely going to keep that good shit for himself. <laughs> So Hagrid comes in, and then we get Molly and Arthur come in to see their boy. They make a comment about how half of the Weasleys have now been saved by Harry, uh, being Arthur, Ron, and Ginny. Um, and he's, like, all embarrassed and, you know, by it. And I'm like, yeah, you fucker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's all I have to say about that. That's Harry clutching up, dude. That's your oh, boy yeah. right there. Yeah, your favorite that's character. Definitely, definitely. So Haggard, Harry, and Hermione leave and again discuss the possibility of the attacks uh, being the attack on like Katie, the, what was it, a brooch? Was that what it was? Or the necklace? It was, like an, or it was like an amulet, yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, these possibly being connected. And um, what is going on there? Uh, Hermione asks Hagrid if Dumble knows what's going on. And she's like, hasn't he got any ideas, Hagrid? And Hagrid's like, I expect he's got hundreds of ideas, brain like his. (laughs) Hagrid can't even fathom how fucking, how that brain works. Right, exactly. Hagrid's standing for his boy big time here, gassing him up big time. Um... He's like, yeah, but he doesn't know who sent the necklace or who put the poison, or they'd have been caught by now. Um, and then he mentions, he's like, what worries me is how long Hogwarts can stay open if kids are being attacked. Chamber of secrets all over again, isn't it? There'll be panic. More parents taking their kids out of school, and next thing you know, the board of governors. Uh, again, we get this kind of whole parallel between book two, Chamber of Secrets, and this book with like, I'm I'm very glad that I pointed out that that is yeah. like because you're 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 doing my job for me. It's great. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. You don't have a job. We just discussed this before. Yeah, I'm just a bum. <laughs> you are literally just here to make wise ass remarks. <laughs> uh, you dick. And drink mighty swell watermelon mint spike seltzer. Sure, that sounds just awful. Anyway, it's really good actually. It's really good. It's, it's really good. <laughs> it's really good, guys. I swear. <laughs> uh, Hermione's like, oh, surely the board of governors won't shut us down for good. Because Hagrid says that's like a possibility. And Hagrid's like, ah, they might. You got to see it from their point of view. It's always been a bit of a risk sending a kid to Hogwarts. Uh, you're expecting accidents with hundreds of underage wizards all locked up together. Uh, this is a solid point for our boy Hagrid. These fucking magical teenagers with their dumb teenage brains and their hormones. Yeah, I- I'm surprised like people don't die every other second around here. I feel like your perspective has changed, Scotty. How has my perspective changed, Zach? Back in book one, your favorite thing to shit on was how unsafe the school was, and you're like, why, why, why doesn't people put a stop to this? What the, Am I what's not the fucking problem? And now you're like, yeah, man, I'm surprised more people ain't dying. <laughs> well, that's you're like, yeah, no, this is another I'm, day in the life. I'm making that same point. I'm just more resigned to it now. I'm just like, yeah, well, this is so unsafe. I'm surprised more people don't die. That's I'm saying the same thing. I'm just I'm used to it by now. Yeah, um, but Hagrid's like, uh, but this is just straight up attempted murder. That's different. And then he says, "Snow wonder Dumbledore's angry with sn," and then he cuts himself off. Oh, uh, Hagrid just could never help himself sticking his foot in his mouth uh, oh, constantly. Shouldn't have said that. Shouldn't have said that. That is his favorite line to say. Um, Harry, of course, picks up on this immediately. He's like, what? Dumbledore's angry with Snape? Uh, of course, this is the happiest he's been in a long time to hear this. Harry's little wee-wee went from six to midnight <laughs> definitely, real quick. Definitely. It's not the last time his little wee-wee will go six to midnight in these chapters. <laughs> uh, I bet you love that. I oh, So much. You love Harry's little wee-wee. G- God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Hagrid is like, oh, I never said that. I never said that. 
Uh, but of course, he's not convincing anyway. He's like anyone. He's like, oh, look at the time. Getting on to midnight. I got to go. I got to go. And of course, Harry and Harry's Hermione, like, bro, I'm getting on to midnight also. <laughs> okay. Okay. You did your one job well this week. You you earned you earned your your stay this time, buddy, with that one joke. Uh, <laughs> Harry's like, hey, me too. Oh, what a coincidence. Oh Fuck. shit. Uh so they start interrogating him. They're like, Hagrid, you're gonna fucking tell us why Dumbledore is angry at Snape. And they're just, like, yelling this out loud. Hagrid's, Hagrid has to do the thing he always has to do with these dipshits, where he's like, fucking shut up. Will you be cool? Goddamn. <laughs> be cool, man. I mean, Hagrid is the king of not being cool, though. That's so like true. But he, he kind of caught himself here. And then they just start yelling out loud, oh, Dumble's mad at Snape. And it's like, be cool, bitch. Damn. Um... Anyway, he, he brings up here, he brings up, he's like, oh, he's like, I don't suppose you, he, he, oh, here's what he says. He says, he's like, do you want me to fucking lose my job? I, I don't suppose you'd care now that you'd given up care of magical creatures. He tries to like guilt him here. Fucking um, asshole. Which I love because that's very funny. Harry calls him on it immediately though. He's like... It won't work. I I have no fucking conscience. I'm a dick. Uh, don't try and make me feel guilty. What has Snape done? And Hagrid's like, oh, I don't know, Harry. I shouldn't have heard it at all. Uh, so he overheard them talking. And he says, well, arguing. Uh, he, he says, I tried not to listen, but uh, it was well a heated discussion and it wasn't easy to block it out. I fucking know the truth, Hagrid. You fucking, you listened. You wanted to listen. You wanted to hear this, you eavesdropping son of a gun, you. Um, I love it. So here's what he says. Well, I just heard Snape saying Dumbledore took too much for granted. And maybe he, Snape, didn't want to do it anymore. Do what? Says Harry. I don't know, Harry. It sounded like Snape was feeling a bit overworked, that's all. Anyway, Dumbledore told him flat out he'd agreed to do it, and that was all there was to it. Pretty firm with him. And then he said something about Snape making investigations in his house in Slytherin. And Harry and Hermione kind of exchange a look, and he's like, well, there's nothing strange about that. All the heads of houses were asked to look into that necklace business. Uh, and so this, this, this is interesting. Obviously... I think this definitely has to do with Snape being double agent undercover. That uh, mm. it's it's a lot, I'm sure, being an undercover Dieter, uh, having to deal with, you know, the constant threat of death or worse, um, being, you know, Voldy's favorites even, you could say. Uh, and it seems like it's it's wearing on my guy Snape, and he is basically telling Dumble like, "Fucking, I don't want to do this anymore. You take this all for granted. Like, you just want me to expect me to do this, and then it's easy. Maybe not easy, but like, you just expect it to be done, and it's fucking. I'm fucking stressed out, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, 
but Dumbledore, Dumbledore's, Dumbledore's personality is interesting in these chapters specifically because he's, he's being, I don't know if more firm is, is the right way I want to phrase this, but like more just like, no, this is the way it has to be. This is the way it's going to be. Um, and I just expect these things to be, he's not as like, he doesn't seem as like kind or understanding with things as he usually is. If that makes sense. Right. I've always, that's a good observation. I've always seen it as like he, when having these types of discussions with like Harry or, you know, other children, Mm -hmm. he is much more forgiving on like, okay, yeah, hey, like, I'll let you kind of, like, work into it, or I'll let you come to terms with it, or I'll let you work it out yourself, or whatever. Sure. And this definitely has more of, like, a, like, Severus, you, you, you know the stakes, right? right? Like, like, right. we're obviously, like, not, not necessarily on the same level, but, like, we're on the same level. I mean, like, you, you know what I know, you mm-hmm. know? Uh, and I don't think, I, I, I don't think that, um, you understand that, yeah. There's no other way. This is it, right? Uh, so it's it, it's a good it's a good conversation. This is. I'm so glad that I I will be very honest, Scott. I I completely forgot that this was in this section here, right? <laughs> there's a lot I think you forgot about within this section. <laughs> Zach was like, "Oh, this should be pretty quick, and we won't have a lot to discuss." Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, um, it, it was wishful thinking. I want to get back to plain Hades. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Um, so although I, I agree. So, okay. I re listened to one of our more recent episodes and actually it was the first episode of, uh, of this book. Okay. Right. And you, you made a comment and you're like, you know, Rowling's writing is actually good when she's not bound to, you know, the perspective perspective of, of, of Harry. Correct. Which, which I do agree with, because uh, I, I mean, I've already told you some of my favorite chapters are the ones where it's not from Harry's point of view. Right. It's when we were talking about the the PM chapter, the Prime Correct. Minister. Correct. Prime Minister and uh, and Spinner's End. Uh, yes. Snape's chapter. So, but specifically in moments like this, this gives me that feeling of what I know you both you and I love, like the stuff that you're like, you get just a little tease yeah. about. What's going on, you know, parallel to, you know, your main characters or whatever. And you're like, fuck, dude, I just want more. I want to unwrap that. And I just wish that the series had more of it. Yes. Obviously, I'm very thankful for it in my favorite book. And obviously, that's one of the reasons it's my favorite book. But uh, I fucking love that kind of shit. Yeah, it's this this kind of stuff is is very, very good. And we will get we will get more of, of what I'm talking about with Dumble. Dumble seems more like, hey, it's fucking business time now. It's fucking go time than yes. he ever has before. Like, he's not... I, I complained a lot about Dumble in previous books kind of just sitting back and just waiting for things to happen and just be like, eh, let's see how this plays out. Eh, maybe Harry can kill that giant snake. I don't know. Maybe. Uh... <laughs> I gave him a lot of shit for that for a long time. He is, uh, he seems to be past that point, uh, which, which I am here for. So I think it's, I think it's a good switch. Yes, definitely. It, it, it definitely, if not for just a good character change or development for him, 
it definitely helps the reader feel more like, oh shit, like, like, like we have got to get this shit done. Yeah, definitely. Right? So, so yeah, point. so, so Haggard basically tells Harry, he's like, listen, I know you hate Snape, but I don't want you read to read too much into this. And I'm like, oh, it's way too late for that, bud. That ship has fucking sailed, my guy. McClagan bugs the hell out of Harry about replacing Ron as Keeper since he'll be out for who knows how long. And I'm like, hmm, maybe he poisoned Ron because he wants to be Keeper. Possibly. Uh, so... Harry is is sick of these people are bugging him constantly. It's uh, Lavender and McLagan, and he's having to deal with them asking him about McLagan about Quidditch and Lavender about uh, Ron all the time. And um, she, <laughs> this conversation he has with Lavender is very dumb, and I found funny. Uh, she asks him, is Hermione Granger still visiting him? And Harry's like, yeah, I think so. Well, they're friends, aren't they? And Lavender's like, ha, don't make me laugh. She didn't talk to him for weeks after he started going out with me. But I suppose she wants to make up with him now he's all interesting. And this is maybe the, <laughs> the funniest thing Harry has ever said. He says, would you call getting poisoned being interesting? <laughs> Anyway, sorry, I gotta go. There's McClagan. And I'm like, that's that's a pretty good line there. Uh, getting poisoned equals interesting, apparently, to Lavender. I think it's funny that that's, that's her... Like, she's bitching about Hermione. Yeah. Uh, and it's like, you didn't even fucking give a fuck about Ron until you found out that, one, I was the chosen one, and right. now, you, now you're all up on his dick. And two... Uh, he did well at Quidditch, and now you fucking can't stop making out with him. <laughs> right, that's true. Um, there is a bit here about how every time she goes up to see Braun, he pretends to be asleep. Yeah. So she <laughs> yeah. keeps having to like talk to Harry about how Ron's doing, uh, which is very funny. So as Harry is going to this Quidditch game, uh, he sees Malfoy, and he's he's so furious that he can't follow him. Uh, to find out what he's doing, because obviously Quidditch is more important, so he has to go do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> good. There's, I love this interaction here. Uh, McClagan thinks he's like captain of the team, which makes Harry so pissed off. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love this. Every time McClagan says anything, Harry's like, fucking shut up, McClagan, I'm the captain. He feels very threatened, I think, by McClagan's presence on this team. So they go out to play Quidditch, and McClagan's like, tricky conditions, tricky conditions, boys. Coop peaks, you'll want to fly out of the sun so they don't see you coming. And Harry goes, I'm the captain, McClagan. Shut up giving them instructions. Just get up to the goalposts. Once McClagan had marched off, Harry turned to Coot and Peaks. Make sure you do fly out of the sun, though. Like, yeah, you should absolutely <laughs> He's right, though. <laughs> He's right, though. Fucking do it. God <laughs> damn. Uh, I thought that was a very funny interaction. Um, and here we get this. This had to be. I now know why this is Zach's favorite book is because we get fucking Luna, the commentator, which is Hell the yes. best Luna ever. I mean, this is I had my a favorite feeling Luna. that this would be the only Quidditch experience that you would be like, ah, that was kind of fun. It's it's kind of OK, because <laughs> yeah, Luna, Luna makes it so. 
Uh, so Luna is the commentator for some reason. I don't know who thought this was a good idea, uh, but it's a great idea. Uh, <laughs> she says, and that's Smith of Hufflepuff with the quaffle. He did the commentary last time, of course, and Ginny Weasley flew into him, I think probably on purpose. It looked like it. Smith was being quite rude about Gryffindor. I expect he regrets that now he's playing them. Oh, look, he's lost the quaffle. Ginny took it from him. I do like her. She's very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Harry can't believe this. He's like, surely nobody in their right mind would have let Luna love good commentate. Uh, but there was no mistaking it. Uh, beside Luna, Professor McGonagall was looking slightly uncomfortable, as though she was indeed having second thoughts about this appointment. Uh, so apparently this is McGonagall's idea, and now already she's like, what the fuck? I must have been so drunk when I made that call. <laughs> what was I? I was smashed. And now she's like, well, I, what have I done? It's very, very funny. Um. <laughs> <laughs> this I think they I think this is what me made made me laugh the hardest uh, of the Luna commentary. She says, "But now that big Hufflepuff player's got the quaffle from her. I can't remember his name. It's something like Bibble No Buggins." <laughs> and McGonagall cuts in, <laughs> "It's Codwallader." <laughs> that's, that's nothing like what she was saying. Uh, not even close. And Harry Potter's now having an argument with his keeper said Luna serenely. I don't think that'll help him find the snitch, but maybe it's a clever ruse. (laughs) (laughs) She is great. She's so great. Uh, That's about the end of it. Uh, McClagan Wax, uh, whatever, the queef, queefle ball, whatever it is. The queef? The queefle ball into Harry's head, and he wakes up in the hospital. Ron says, you're like, yeah, dude, we lost big time. It was like 700 to 60 or something like that. Uh, but he seems thrilled. He's he's very happy about it because he's he was very worried that McClagan would be good and like replace him permanently. So the fact that they lost big time and McClagan sucked, he's like, this is all aces for old Ronnie boy. Uh, also, he hopes Luna commentates from now on. He's like, yeah, I can hear, hear her from up here. That was, shit was great. Uh, big fan. Uh, Luna has a big fan now. Um, <laughs> this is this is what I was referencing earlier. Harry's wee wee goes into overdrive here again. <laughs> uh, Ron says Ginny came in to visit while you were unconscious. Harry's imagination zoomed into overdrive, rapidly constructing a scene in which Ginny, weeping over his lifeless form, confessed her feelings of deep attraction to him while Ron gave them his blessing. <laughs> The fucking imagination on this kid is unreal. It's so good, man. Uh, it's pretty funny. It's, I love the part about Ron giving them his blessing because keeping his butt buddy happy is what's truly important to him. He would have oh, already yeah. probably made a move on Ginny uh, if he wasn't worried. that. I don't think he would have. Harry <sighs> has no right. balls. He has no balls. You're right. You're right. It took him forever to make a move on uh I mean, did he ever make a move on Cho? I mean, he tried to ask her out in the Owlery. Oh, my God. I miss those sections. I miss how awkward their conversations were. Those were great. Uh, You know, for for all the hate that you've given the whole, like, Harry starting to develop feelings for Ginny, I just think that, like, 
I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist, obviously, right? Uh, I see the glass oh, half sure. full. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, you know I don't particularly like Harry, but I love Ginny. And it's like, this dude needs somebody cool to, like, latch onto and, like, fucking set his shit straight. Because Ginny does not put up with his bullshit. That is being the that is the very optimist take on it um i only see the negative is that fucking awesome jenny has to be stuck with this dipshit <laughs> for the rest of her life which is just seems awful uh maybe you're right maybe you're right i don't know i don't know I, it, and also anything that's going to give me more jenny i she's so i fun. mean we already get quite a bit of jenny i don't think we're lacking for jenny I think I think we've gotten more of her because she was being written to be Harry's love interest. I mean, that could be. I don't know. I don't know how Rowling would have done it if that wasn't the case. But if I hear one more mention about her fucking bat bogey hexes, I will lose my mind. <laughs> um. Anyway, Harry thinks about all of his uh, Quidditch injuries throughout his career. He's like, fuck, I've kind of gotten fucked up in Quidditch. And I mention this because we get a Gilderoy Lockhart mention here, so I'm legally obligated to mention it. Uh, it's in the contract. Thinks, it's in the contract. Yeah, there's nothing I can do. My hands are tied. <laughs> uh, he talks about how, yeah, Gilderoy Lockhart removed all the bones in his arm, and I'm like, hell yeah, he did. What a baller. Uh, good job, Gilderoy. Uh, then he realizes, he comes to the realization that he can have his house elf servant follow Draco. And he calls for Creature. Creature, uh, Dobby, and Peeves all pop in when he calls for Creature. Uh, <laughs> the elves are fighting, and Peeves is basically egging them on. <laughs> um, Do- Dobby, get get this man in fucking the boxing ring, lands a mean right hook, knocks out half of Creature's teeth, it says. Uh, something tells me he probably didn't have many teeth left to begin with, because Creature's like super old. Probably not. Yeah, uh, but but good on Dobby. I love it. Harry uses a uh, a good old Mister Prince spell to glue Peeves's tongue to the roof of his mouth, uh, and then he tells Creature and Dobby to he wants them to follow Draco twenty four seven, stay on his ass at all times. Creature has to do it because you know obviously Harry owns him, and. Um, Dobby does it because Dobby's a good guy and he's in love with Harry Potter. So, and that's the end of that chapter, chapter 19. He and Harry Harry also has to like oh, is it this chapter that he does it where he like <laughs> I love how you were like halfway through that then second guessed yourself. Does he have to get you talking about give him all the like restrictions like hey, right, yeah. don't fucking tell him, don't do anything like yeah. this and yeah, and creatures basically like you fucking thought of everything. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was here. Uh anything else from that chapter? Um I think, I think it was by the way, I think it was the uh Muffliato spell that that's the prince's spell. He does no. that on, on Pomfrey so that she can't hear. Yes, he did that, but he then he also used a separate spell to glue the roof the roof of Peeves' tongue. Yep. The roof okay. to the tongue of Peeves, yeah. That's the one that I said what I meant, and I meant what I said. Check the tape, Zach. Anyway, <laughs> chapter 20. Um, Luna brings Harry a message for another Dumble lesson uh, for that night. 
she there's this good gag here where she makes Ron hold a bunch of shit. She's like pulling all the shit out of her bag uh, while she's looking at it, uh, and it's a bunch of weird shit, and it's very funny. Uh, but Ron is a big fan of Luna now because uh, of her commentary. Uh, he says something like, I really loved your commentary. And she's like, you're making fun of me, aren't you? <laughs> and he's like, he's like, no, no, I mean, it. I'm legit. And she's like, oh, well, everyone else says I was shit, basically. So cool. Uh, but yeah, Ron has turned on Luna. He says that she's grown on her, He that she's insane, but in a good way. And I'm like, all right, Ron. All right, good on you. Uh, Lavender and Ron, meanwhile, uh, their relationship is on the rocks, as they say. And Hermione is just smirky and delighted about the whole thing. Like, every time Lavender or Ron are arguing, like, they mention just Hermione just kind of sitting behind him, just smirking. Just having herself a grand old time. It's very good. <laughs> uh, hey, what, what are you... Okay, help me out here. Oh, no. Uh... So we say from six to midnight when it's a guy, when it's uh, Harry or Ron. Okay, so what do we say for Hermione? That's not, that doesn't apply here though. She's not like getting all excited. She's just okay, like, but, but, but it just, it made me think, what would we say though? I don't know. Uh, Going from the Sahara to a, a yeah, swamp? Yeah, it would be like, yeah, like pan, something about panties getting wet. I can't think of a good Why one. are you bringing that up now? That doesn't even apply here. I mean, she's getting all smirky. That's not the same thing <laughs> at all. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Moving on. You are the worst. Uh, so Trelawney is coming out of Dumble's office uh, as Harry goes up for his appointment with Dumble. She is all in a huff. That Dumble quote, uh, that Dumble won't quote, banish the usurping nag. Uh, I think it's hilarious that she calls Firenze uh, an, a usurping nag. That's very, very funny. Um, she's big pissed about this. Dumble's like, I, I fucking divination, man. Nothing but a, it's a fucking real rash on my ass, if you know what I mean. <laughs> He's like, I didn't take that shit, and I didn't realize it would be such a pain. Um, I don't know why I even started this fucking subject. God damn. Basically. He's also, uh, now I'm double paying, too. It, yeah, fucking payrolls through the fucking like, roof. Payroll. It's re- this whole thing is, a, is it's aggravation. It's just agitating my sciatica all up in here. <laughs> uh, yeah, very good stuff from Dumble. Um, th- speaking of very good stuff from Dumble. He really makes Harry feel like a worthless sack of shit here. Uh, I am. I was so into this because for the first time, Dumble has really truly called Harry out on his bullshit. So many other characters have done it constantly. Uh, Hermione and Snape probably being the main ones that do it all the time. But finally, Dumble is like, dude, you didn't even try to do this homework this task i gave you harry like tries to make excuses like super feeble excuses for a bit where he's like well i was gonna try but then ron got poisoned and shit and dumble's like yes of course and i i'm i'm sure you uh you know really really you should have been worried for your friend and absolutely that should have taken all your attention um but then once that was over 
you feel oh i do have the quote here i want to read this because this is very very good i do want to before you read that i do want to point out that uh-huh. it was their last meeting that he got short with harry for questioning yes that's true snape so yes. th- this more firm hand with harry specifically yes has been growing that's and- true so yeah, just just to give that credit. Right, right. That's true. I I mean specifically he's been short with Harry, but now he's actually more specifically directly calling him out on his bullshit is what I meant. Fair so enough. he's def- okay. he's been trending in that direction, but he really goes hard here. Um So yeah, he says uh Harry, this is where Harry's trying to make his excuses. He's like, "Well, I asked Professor Slughorn about it at the end of potion, sir, but uh he wouldn't give it to me." And there's just silence. <laughs> Finally, Dumbledore is just like, I see. Uh, and you feel that you have exerted the very best efforts in this matter, do you? That you have exercised all of your considerable ingenuity. That seems hollow praise there, Dumble. I, I feel like that's sarcasm coming out from you there. <laughs> uh, that you have left no depth of cunning unplumbed in your quest to retrieve the memory. Uh, he lets and, and he asks him this, and Harry he, he just kind of lets this uncomfortable silence stretch on for so damn long. Uh, just makes this little dipship squirm, and it is so delicious. I love it. I love it. Love it. Love it. Uh, so yeah, he he makes Harry feel real shitty about it, and Harry's like, "I fuck it. I'm sorry, Professor. I swear I'll try. I swear I'll try." And Dumble's finally like, "Okay, good." Now that we've got that out of the way, I'll speak no more of it for now. Let's move on to tonight's lesson. Uh, Which is more Voldy history, of course. And what happened when he left Hogwarts. Uh, So as usual, before we actually jump into the memories, Dumble kind of recaps what is happening between the memories. Uh, As he was leaving Hogwarts, he was tops, of course, in everything in all classes. He refused a bunch of appointments at, like, the ministry and such. And then he just randomly ended up working, randomly ended up working at Borgen and Burks. Um, But Dumble says, not many people knew that he asked the old headmaster, dude by the name of Dippet, we've seen Dippet before, (laughs) uh, to stay and teach defense against the dark arts at Hogwarts. Dippet, however, refused him, uh, saying he was too young, but to reapply in a few years. Uh, Dumble very against this, of course, but Dippet trusted Tom. Dippet was a Tom fan, but he still refused him on the grounds that he was too young to take this position. Um, Harry's like, why would why would he want to do this? Why would he want to teach? Dumble says several reasons. He believes he wanted to stay to learn more about the ancient magic at Hogwarts. He's like, listen, Hogwarts is like a fucking bitching ass place, man. There's a lot of cool stuff going on here. (laughs) Uh, And there's a lot of cool ancient magics he probably just wanted to learn more about. And also possibly to start recruiting an army. As a teacher, he could shape young minds and, you know, basically start his own army, as it were, by being a teacher. So then they go into this Hokey the House Elf memory, uh, which Hokey is a pretty solid name. Uh, <laughs> and she works for this old fat lady named Herpes. Um, What? Why is this old lady named Herpes? I, I don't understand. Her name is definitely not Herpes. 
<laughs> I literally have herpes in my notes. <laughs> it's Hepzibah. That's that's not a real word or a real name. I'm going to call it's her Hepzibah. herpes. I'm going to call her herpes. Hepzibah. Uh, Tom comes uh, to procure some stuff for the shop from her. Uh, it's it's very obvious that she's uh you know she's a real cougar she's she's in love with this very handsome young man strapping um, young lad strapping young lad she shows him her finest treasures which are a cup of Helga Hufflepuffs once belonged to Helga Hufflepuff and the Slytherin locket that his mother sold uh this this herpes character bought it from Borgen and Burks at some point and. She's like, I know he wants it back, but over my dead body, basically. Uh, yeah. Spoiler alert, Herpes dies two days later. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's like, okay, you yeah, said I was it. Like, All right, cool, cool, I gotcha. Uh, Hokey, the house elf, is convicted of poisoning her. By the time that Herpes' family realized the two treasures are missing, uh, Tom has resigned at the B&B. Uh, that's Borgen and Burks, not a bed and breakfast, by the way. Tom <laughs> did not work at a bed and breakfast. Although I would read that story. Thanks probably. for the clarification, pal. I appreciate <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and disappeared. He was not seen or heard from for a very long time afterwards. Um, Dumble points out to Harry, he's like, now Tom has killed for pure gain. Uh, unlike before, when he was basically killing for vengeance, this was just... He wanted these things, so he killed for them. And then, the last memory, Dumble says this is the last memory he's going to show Harry, is Dumble's. Uh, Zachary, holy shit, this scene. Yeah. I... I would have to give it more thought, but on first instinct, I think this is my favorite like scene like conversation in this entire series. Wow. This That's is high praise. this was like the just the unspoken tension like between these two and just kind of the verbal sparring that takes place. Oh yeah. Is fantastic. It reminds me so much of some of like the best Game of Thrones scenes like, you know, shit with like Tywin. Um it's, like Tywin it's, and Olena or something. Yes, it's so good. I cannot stress to you how much I enjoyed this scene. So, dude, can we just talk about how much you love this a little bit more? <laughs> I just want to relish in it, man. <laughs> well, we will. Let me. Okay, let all me right. Do the the breakdown here. Okay. Uh, so Tom comes into a younger Dumble's office. Uh, he is looking somewhere between. The handsome young man he was before and full on, you know, Lord Valmont snake face dude. Uh, <laughs> somewhere in between those two extremes. Uh, not full snake face yet. Uh, Tom is like, ah, I heard that you had become headmaster, Dumble. Congratulations. Uh, it's a worthy choice. Dumble says, thanks, Tom. And Voldy's like, oh, they don't call me Tom anymore. Uh... Sorry, he starts to say they don't call me Tom, but Dumble just cuts him off before he can even say it. He's like, hey, I know what they call you. I don't really give a shit, though. Um, I'm going to call you Tom because I got the biggest pair of balls in this room. 
Um, <laughs> and his excuse he uses, he's like, call it an old teacher's habit. And then he just kind of sits there. He just, he just, he just waits for Tom to like tell him, "Hey, you wanted this meeting, bud. I'm just gonna sit here and smile at you over my tea, and you can, you can, you can make the move, buddy. I'm just, I, I got all the time in the world, buddy boy. It's so good. I like, I like the, um, the. I guess I don't really know. I guess this would be a little bit more godlike in in her writing but uh jk rowling writes uh he raised his glass as though toasting voldemort whose face remained expressionless nevertheless harry felt the atmosphere in the room change subtly dumbledore's refusal to use voldemort's chosen name was a refusal Mm. to allow voldemort to dictate the terms of the meeting and harry could tell that voldemort took it as such yeah so it it definitely obviously for more experienced readers like you, you, you just you feel mm-hmm. the intensity in the air. Yes. But she also does a fantastic job of spelling that out for anybody who's like, who doesn't pick up on that kind. No, of No, definitely this this shit is intense as hell. Uh, Tom says he's surprised Dumble is still here at Hogwarts after he's been asked to be minister twice, and Dumble's like, hmm. Well, it's three times, actually. Uh, let me just dunk on you uh, real quick one more time there. Uh, but I just prefer to shape young minds, bro. Um, Voldy is like, well, that's nice. Uh, I am back to take the position that Dippet kind of sort of had in waiting uh, for me. And Dumble's like, oh, you think you can, you think you can be a good teacher, do you? And Voldy says basically something to the effect of like, uh, yeah, I've traveled a bunch. I have seen and done things that no other wizard has. I can basically, Im- I can be a great teacher, bro. I can impart much knowledge that no one else could to these kids. And this is what Dumble says. Yes, I certainly do know that you have seen and done much since leaving us. Rumors of your doings have reached your old school, Tom. I should be sorry to believe half of them. Oof. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Voldemort's expression remained impassive as he said, greatness inspires envy. Envy engenders spite. Spite spawns lies. This is a very a fear Star leads Wars. to anger. Anger leads yeah. to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Voldy's channeling his inner Yoda here. Uh, he says, you must know this, Dumbledore. And Dumble says, you call it greatness what you have been doing, do you? Certainly, said Voldemort. I have experimented. I have pushed the boundaries of magic further, perhaps, than they have ever been pushed. Of some kinds of magic, Dumbledore corrected him. Of some. Others you remain, forgive me, woefully ignorant. Dude. For the first time, Voldemort smiled. It was a taut leer, an evil thing, more threatening than a look of rage. The old argument, he said softly. But nothing I have seen in the world has supported your famous pronouncement that love is more powerful than my kind of magic, Dumbledore. Perhaps you've been looking in the wrong places, suggested Dumbledore. A clever comeback here of Tom. He says... Well, then, what better place to start my fresh researches than here at Hogwarts? Will you let me return? Will you let me share my knowledge with your students? I place myself and my talents at your disposal. I am yours to command. Dumble, 
It's so manipulative. I fucking love it. It's very manipulative and it's very good. He 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 tries to like turn the tables. He tries to use a sort of like, well then, what what better place for me Reel to me learn in. learn Reel these in, things, bro. bro? Yeah, what I, better place to learn me? I, I see it as like you're so concerned. Fucking, I'll give myself to you. Reel me in. Right. It's almost like a he's basically telling Dumble like, hey, you think. I'm your enemy. Keep your enemies close, bro. Haven't you heard the old right. saying? Like, exactly. keep me close. Keep an eye on me, bro. Um, Dumbledore kind of changed tacks here to flip the tables on him. And he says, and what will become of those whom you command? What will happen to those who call themselves, or so rumor has it, the Death Eaters? Uh, Harry could tell that Voldemort had not expected Dumbledore to know this name. Um, he kind of, his, his face changes, he gets a little surprised or pissed or whatever, and he says, my friends will carry on without me, I am sure. I'm glad to hear that you consider them friends, said Dumble. I was under the impression that they are more in the order of servants. You are mistaken, said Voldemort. Well then, if I were to go to the Hogshead tonight, I would not find a group of them, not Rosier, Mulsibur, Dolohov, awaiting your return. Devoted friends indeed to travel this far with you on a snowy night merely to wish you luck as you attempted to secure a teaching post. Dude. Uh, that's so good. This fucking guy just knows his shit. Boldy's like, oh, you're just omniscient as ever, aren't you, you son of a bitch, you? Double's like, nah, nah, I'm just friends with the local barkeeps. That's <laughs> very good. And at this point, Dumble's basically like, all right, let's cut the shit. Speak plainly, motherfucker. Why are you really here? Just tell me. We both know you don't want this job. I, I know you don't want to teach. Just speak plainly. Tell me what you want. And Voli's like, no, bro, I, I-, I want this job very much. Dumble's just like, bullshit you don't want to teach now you didn't want to teach then you want to come back to hogwarts just tell me what for basically uh voldy's like if you don't want to give me a job he starts (laughs) again dumbledore just cuts him off of course i don't and i don't think for a moment you expected me to nevertheless you came here you asked you must have had a purpose Voldemort stood up. He looked less like Tom Riddle than ever, his features thick with rage. This is your final word? It is, said Dumbledore, also standing. Then we have nothing more to say to each other. No, nothing, said Dumbledore, and a great sadness filled his face. The time is long gone when I could frighten you with a burning wardrobe and force you to make repayment for your crimes. But I wish I could, Tom. I wish I could. Uh, that's, that, that, that's, that's a real fucking phenomenal line. Uh, for a moment, it looks like Voldy is going for his wand, but he doesn't. Cause he fears my fucking guy, Dumble. He's fucking scared of him. He's like, yo, I can see your bulge from over here. I I don't want to <laughs> yeah, fuck with that. He starts to go for his wand, and then he sees a different wand in Dumble's pants, and he's like, oh, <laughs> shit, yeah, I can't. He, he I can't, can't, he can't speak parcel mouth to that snake. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no parcel mouth in the world. Ain't no sake speak that can tame that thing. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he, he leaves. He bitches out. Uh, and they go back to the present. 
Harry asks if he knows why he came. Uh, like, well, okay, you said he came here for a reason. Do you know the reason? And Dumble's like, only theories, which I will share with you once you get the memory from Horace. And I'm like, oh, good, a little motivation for this fucker. That's what he needs. Uh, Harry asks if he wanted, he's like, which job did he want? Was it the Defense Against the Dark Arts job? And Dumble's like, oh, most definitely. Uh, we haven't kept one for more than a year since I refused Voldy the post. Uh, this this is the part I had a small issue with. I'm like, this has been going on for this long. Wasn't that like 20 plus years ago? Probably they, about, yeah. Have they really gone through 20 plus Defense Against the Dark Arts teacher in that time? How do they get anyone to do it at this point? I... So is the implication here that Voldy literally actually put a curse on the data position? E- yes. The curse of the Bambino? Yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so yeah, that, that tiny quibble aside, holy shit. That was that was the that was the be- I'm gonna say it. That was the best conversation. That was the best scene that has ever, ever been put to page i think um i think for certain reasons i think it's up there and i've never i want to thank you because i've I've never (laughs) acknowledged it as such i think i think i get so caught up in dumbledore being such a badass Mm -hmm. that like the conversations like the parting of the ways Mm -hmm. are like that's what i think about but it is incredible to see the verbal jousting happening From somebody who is equally, uh, you know, on the same footing. To, yes. To an extent, right? The, to an extent, exactly. This is honestly more, you know, I had a great time, and I won't deny it, with their fight in the Department of Ministries. Of Mysteries. Well, that was in the... That was in the right. Sure. Uh, in, in the the Ministry, Ministry of Magic. Magic. I guess it's not the Department of Ministry. It's the Ministry of Magic. Uh, I, I like to confuse those a lot. Yeah, you keep saying it, by the way. You keep saying I, Department I of Ministries. It's I'm, Mysteries. I'm never going to learn. Never. Um, I, I knew what I was saying. You didn't know what I was saying. Fuck off. Uh, Step off. As I, much as I loved that actual literal physical fight, this verbal conversation fight it is just better for me this this was so much more intense and enjoyable to read than even that um it's it was so good i love the hell out of this i'm so glad because <laughs> dissecting this and knowing where everything goes mm-hmm. this conversation is even better once you know the whole story Ooh, it's so good dude all right all right um, hey, Zach, remember when you thought we wouldn't have much to talk about tonight? And you were like, no, not much happens in these chapters. You yeah, 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 you. yeah, yeah. Again, I just want to get back to Hades. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and that is the end of chapter 20. I don't know if I said that yet. Uh, chapter 21, the last one of the batch here. Um, Harry can't think of anything to get the memory from Horace. He's he's Now that he's got incentive from Dumble here. He he can't think of. He's trying, racking his tiny little brain. Got a carrot on a stick now. Right, now, exactly. Now he'll move, you know. Yes, uh, but he can't think of anything because he's an idiot. Um, he looks for help from Mister Prince because Mister Prince is smart. Um, 
what is this what is this spell he there's some mention here about this spell he has written just four enemies it's like rectum sempra rectum wrecker what is it uh sectum sempra i think it's rectum wrecker um (laughs) (laughs) okay i like that hey i can be i can be about that i'll subscribe to that he saves that for his enemies i think this is one of the coolest spells so this one you should stay you should say the name right have you met me <laughs> how long have we been doing this podcast you know i'm ah, not gonna Scotty, get the name right just take my word for it uh rectum sempra God is that close you. enough no okay. but fine um by the way a quick sidebar here uh I I can't remember. Was it last week I talked about? I think, yeah, it had to have been last week I brought up the fact that I already hated myself for the for the Mr. Prunts joke. And uh-huh. um, literally the very next day after we recorded, our, our good friend Davey texted me and made a reference because just that day was the first uh, was the first episode in this book where I made the Mr. Prunts joke for the first time. And Davey texted me and made a reference to the Mr. Prince thing literally the day after I had complained about, well, you know, this terrible joke. And I'm just like, no, what have I done? <laughs> That's it, man. It's on the internet forever now. <laughs> what have I wrought? Oh, I, I ruin everything. Anyway. Yes, you do. I just thought that was very funny. I, I can't escape it. Um, So... Oh, my God. Ron is so dumb, he literally can't even spell his own name on his essay. Do you remember this? Uh, Runal Waslib? Something like that. He's got this spell check squill from, like, Fred and George. So, apparently, he's just writing nonsense and hoping that this quill will correct it for no, him. No, 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 no. It's a joke. The quills are, are, are pranks. The, the quills are, yeah, like, they're... It's a joke shop, okay, dude. Okay, <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, they have functional stuff as well. The, the, you're, no, you're right. You're right. No, but the, the quills are, are meant to be pranks. <laughs> okay. So it's it's purposely misspelling his stuff as okay. he's trying to write correctly. Okay, that's, that's funny as well. But I was really like, Ron, like, he's so dumb he can't spell his own name. He's just literally writing nonsense and figuring, oh, this spell check quill will fix it for me. But you can't even spell your own name, you dipshit, correctly. Okay. <laughs> the, what you're saying makes more sense, which is also very funny, but I was like, what yeah. the fuck, Ron? Um. Anyway, Creature and Dobby pop in for their uh, Draco report. Um this week on the Draco Report. Um, <laughs> that was terrible. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I'm so glad you just fucking did that. <laughs> you know, we, we haven't quite gotten to the point where we put the effort into adding sound effects to our podcast. Yeah. And we just have Scotty for that. He just yeah. does it fucking I am lit. the it's sound amazing. effects. Yes. Uh I did I did the run music last week. I did a great rendition of Loser. You used to do week. the air horns all the time for your boy Crookshanks. The air horns, yeah, for Crookshanks. We don't get Crookshanks mentions anymore. Yeah, listen, I, me doing the, 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 the sound effects out loud is, is much lower effort than me putting them in in post, so I'll, I'll continue to, to wear that job, I guess. Anyway, 
Thanks for that, Scotty. You're, you're making this uh, top tier content, top tier quality podcast, right? Yes, here. always, always, always for the people. Um. So anyway, the Draco report. <laughs> <laughs> God. God. Dobby says he hasn't slept in like a week. Uh, he's like, yeah, bro, I've been following Draco 24-7, bro. I'm so fucking tired. Hermione's real pissed about this, and Harry has to quickly, like, amend his orders. He's like, I, I, I give you permission to sleep, bro. Don't kill yourself. Come on now. I, I, I swear I didn't tell him to do that, Hermione. I swear. <laughs> and I'm like, you absolutely did, you asshole. Uh, so, so now Creature is in love with Draco. Uh, that's swell. Um, he's moved on from the painting and now ended relationship with his mistress painting now in love with Draco. Um, cause he's all like, Oh, he carries himself with such, such noble bearing and blah, blah. Anyway. Um, they figure out that Draco has been using the room of requirement, which is why he keeps disappearing off the map. Um, also Harry is sure that it's not a bunch of different people. He keeps having stand guard for him. It's just Crab and Goyle using Polyjuice, which is why they're pissed at him, because they keep having to turn into, like, little girls and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, it's very funny. Yeah. I, I, I had to. I'll, I'll, put, I'll put this out there. I did write down, since Harry is so sure this is what's happening, that tells me that it is absolutely something else, because his theories on things are always wrong. Apparently, he was right about this one, because uh, we get him scaring little girl Goyle. Little girl Goyle later. Um, but anyway, I was like, that's so stupid. Uh, they're apparently stealing this polyjuice from Horace. I don't know how this works, but anyway, I don't care. Yeah. Uh, who cares about the details, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> details don't matter. Let's just get there. Yeah. Hermione tells him, she's like, quit fucking focusing on this Draco thing. You got to figure out this Horace memory thing. And he gets mad at her for it. And I'm like, how quickly this dipshit forgets how Dumble shamed his bitch ass for not even trying. Uh, Hermione tries to get him to understand that Dumble is having him do it specifically. Because he keeps, he keeps like, oh, there's got to be like a potion or a spell or a trick or a way for me to get Horace to do this. And Hermione's like, if it was fucking something like that, Dumble would have just done it himself. You idiot. Right. This right. is something he knows that it's like interpersonal between you and Horace. Dude, Hermione with the fucking with the 2020 yeah. vision though. Dude, yeah. it's it's insane. She's like this is he knows it's something only you can do. It's like an interpersonal thing between you and Horace. Fucking talk to the guy. And she she tries to talk to sense into him for like the billionth time, but does he listen? Of course not. <laughs> okay, my next note. Ha ha ha. Ah, shit. My boy Mundungus has been sent to Azkaban for impersonating an inferior during a burglary. <laughs> my poor guy. Uh, I call for justice for Mundungus. Let's get. Uh, hashtag hash- free, free yes, dung. Hashtag free dung. Um, that just sounds like we're giving away free shit, but I'm fine with that as well. Yeah, the, hey. Por que no las dos? I don't know what you said, but I assume it was some kind of insult to me, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> um, it means why not both? Okay, sure. I I loved this little detail here. Uh, my poor fucking guy, Mundungus. Very, very funny stuff. 
So, uh, Harry, Harry puts on his invisibility cloak and is, it goes, he does his map dumb shit. He goes to where the rumor requirement is and he keeps, he's so positive. He's so sure. He's so sure of himself that he can get in the room of requirement. And he's like thinking like, I have to, I need to see what Draco's doing in there. The door doesn't show up. The door never shows up. Um, good little funny detail here. Harry's getting very frustrated <laughs> and it says, Harry swore. Someone screamed. He looked around to see a gaggle of first years running back around the corner, apparently under the impression that they had just encountered a particularly foul-mouthed ghost. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was pretty good. So he fails. He can't get in there. He has to go to Defense Against the Dark Arts class. And um, Harry is like talking to Ron during class or some bullshit. I can't remember. So Snape calls him out and he says... Let us ask Potter how we should tell, how we would tell the difference between an inferius and a ghost. I thought they were called inferi. What is this inferius now? I think inferi is like the plural, like uh, uh okay, like all and inferius is like the sing. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I'll allow it. I'll allow it. Uh, how we would tell the difference between an inferius and a ghost? Uh, the whole class looked around at Harry, who hastily tried to recall what Dumbledore had told him the night they had visit gone to visit Slughorn. Er, well, ghosts are transparent, <laughs> he said. <laughs> oh, very good, said Snape, his lip curling. Yes, it is easy to see that nearly six years of magical education has not been wasted on you, Potter. Ghosts are transparent. <laughs> so good. Uh, Snape really giving him the wet sloppy business as Snape is known to do. Speaking of wet sloppy business, our girl Moaning Myrtle, not the porn star, uh, is back. Um, you you know she loves that wet sloppy business. Oh, she's all about it. You can see it on her OnlyFans. That's literally her entire shtick. Uh, you know, is some wet sloppy business. Um, they're, they're in the bathroom and she's talking to him, um, Ron and Harry and Harry's like, I thought you lived in that girl's bathroom. And she says, I do, but that doesn't mean I can't visit other places. I came and saw you in your bath once. Remember (laughs) vividly said Harry. (laughs) And I'm like, Harry probably still has wet dreams about the girl checking out his little wee wee. Anyway, um, Here's here's where it is. Harry goes up to the room requirement hall again and scares the shit out of little girl Goyle, um, but he still can't get in. Uh, but Tonks shows up. Um, she wanted to talk to Dumble, but he's gone away again. Harry asks her if she knows where he goes. She doesn't. She asks if Harry has heard anything from the other Order members, members and he says no, not since Sirius... And he kind of trails off, and she tears up at the serious name and leaves. Hermione wonders why Tonks is leaving her post in Hogsmeade, because we know she's stationed in Hogsmeade, to come talk to Dumble when he's not even there. Harry floats the he- the theory here that maybe she was in love with Sirius, and that's why she's so messed up uh, over his death. And they say her Patronus could be a big dog. They, they just have described it as like a big four-legged thing. So maybe she has made her Patronus 
serious, I guess. Right, I don't know sure. What they're implying here. And that's it. That's the end of that chapter and what we will be going over tonight. Not a very hype place to leave it. Uh, as I stated, as I said, uh, boy, there, there was certainly some some really good things specifically obviously the the dumble and uh half snake face lord voldy snake face tom thing um what was the other thing that happened in the first chapter i know there was something else decent now i can't remember what it was uh the snape being upset with dumble yes that's yes so lots of intrigue there um i think that's like I said, I think this we're seeing this kind of turn from Dumbledore's character and it's and it's been happening for a while now, but I'm I'm noticing it more and more where he is things Let's are get fucking down serious. To business yes. To defeat <laughs> the Huns. Yes, something like that. Uh it's business time for my guy Dumble. Um I I love the idea that that Snape is not just this, you know, emotionless soldier that's going to go, yes, sir, yeah. sir, going to go do the bidding of, you know, whatever he's told to do uh, and doesn't have a problem with it. I, I I love that character development from Snape of like, no, dude, this is fucking stressful. Like, I don't yeah. want to do this anymore. Just that idea of that being the case is super interesting and I am excited to see where that goes. Do you think, uh, so I, I want to pick your brain a little bit on like your theories and maybe challenge you to think about stuff. Sure. Uh, do you think it's like maybe a specific thing that is getting to him? Or do you think it's just like a culmination of like always being put in that spot or? Could be, could, could be either or. Like um, the way I read it initially was, yeah, just kind of like being in that, having that double life, you know, constantly right. has got to be exhausting. But it also could be, you know, spurred on by something specific that Dumble wants him to do. Um, right. You know, like the the straw that's breaking his back, so to speak. Um, sure. So yeah, definitely could be something like that. Um, may have Any, some, um... may have may go back to whatever he's helping Draco with. Uh, right, sure. I, I've I've had my theories out there about that. Um, what are your uh, what are your thoughts on why Voldy wanted to come back to the school? That's a good question. I I didn't think about that a lot. Um, I assume it's along the lines of like what Dumble gave the examples of, like. You know, he wants Hogwarts is a good place to study very powerful magics, I'm sure, um, Mm -hmm. and a good place to, you know. Well, okay, so at the end there, Mm -hmm. at the end of that conversation. Oh, sure, you're right, yeah. He he says, you knew I wouldn't give you this. What did you want here right now? Why are you here? Maybe he wanted to take the measure of Dumble. Hmm. Maybe he he recognized Dumble as an extremely powerful wizard and someone that could potentially stand in his way. And basically was taking the measure of 
is this dude going to stand in my way? And if so, do I have a chance here to take care of this problem permanently? Um, but if that is the case, obviously he did not have the balls or did not have the desire to do so. Again, this right. is all just theory. Sure. Um, I can't think of much else besides that. I, I suppose I'll go with that. I can't think of I, I because he want he wanted to specifically meet with Dumble. I, I don't think it's like a situation where he was like trying to just sneak into the castle to like steal some artifact or something. I mean, maybe sure. that was part of it, but it seems like he specifically wanted to have a legit conversation with Dumbledore. So I'm gonna go with that. I I think he was. Trying to get Take a pulse he, on Dumble. Right, trying to get a pulse on Dumble, how much of a problem this was going to be for his future plans, basically. Yeah. Because you know, he because he knew Dumble didn't like him. He 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 had charmed a lot of the teachers during his time, most of them, uh, according to Dumble, uh, right, including right. the old headmaster, Dippet. They all loved him. What'd you but call he me? Knew, he knew Dumble was not on board. He knew Dumble had seen the real him when he picked him up at the orphanage or whatever. Uh, so he knew Dumble was more on guard around him. So right, right. That's what I'm going with. It's um, it is a little. So I'm gonna share with you. This may be more of a at the end of the whole series talk, but it's fresh on my mind. <laughs> oh, excellent! And I don't want to forget to say it. But and this it's not spoiler territory I, haven't I you all. done before where you've made a note and said like oh, i gotta talk about this in book 20 well I, I just i think it's i think it's extremely relevant is what okay, i'm saying fair enough um i think that one of the one of the biggest um downfalls of this series is that this is the Voldemort that I would have loved to see them move against. The the Voldemort who yeah. was who was in the middle of plans and like being mm-hmm. calculated and like um had an objective and like was on the rise, right? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. unfortunately the Voldemort that we have now is already established, already has followers his only objective right. is to continue living, yes. right? Yes, yes. So it's it's a little more basic, and it leaves something to be desired, and that's why. I mean, I know you don't, you didn't particularly care about the the orphanage chapter, but like that's why all of these flashback chapters to me, I'm like, dude, I just want this. Like, I want this whole his whole everything to be flushed out. Yeah, I will say the the majority of them I have been very interested in. The, the orphanage one was yeah, just kind of whatever for me. But like most of these Voldy history like lessons, memory stuff, have been very very good. That I, I feel like that was probably the weakest one for me. But um, yeah, this this is interesting stuff. And I obviously I don't know the whole picture yet, but so far from what I've seen, I, I definitely agree that I think to me the more interesting story that I would have liked to see is like the first war against Voldy, like his first, his first power grab attempt, whatever you want to call it. Um, 
I just I, I think I think a lot of those, you know, characters are just more interesting. Like, you know, um I, I maybe we do get a lot more insight into it eventually. I don't know. Like I said, I do not have the full picture yet. Sure. But I agree with you that the the idea of Voldy like establishing himself and making his first, you know, moves and his first attempts at power and stuff like that is, is a more interesting story in theory than just already established Voldemort. I don't want to die. Yeah. Like to me and you and I have, have talked about this. The thing that I love about Voldemort now is, and the only thing really is that he has this kind of like manic, like, yeah, just like, um, I feel like this Voldemort is, he gives me the impression of like scrambling. Like he's always scrambling. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and it does, it's not all, he doesn't have it all together. Whereas like the flashbacks we get of Tom Riddle, like dude, that guy just seems like he's in control all the time. Us, aside from his one conversation with, or his two conversations with Dumbledore. Right, right. He, he definitely is a man with a plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> he 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 has this confidence about him, like this this kind of quiet confidence. And it's not to say like the current Voldy doesn't have that. That's just more of just like I I'm fucking arrogant asshole mm-hmm. energy. Um, but yeah, it's just you're right. I I find it. I find the younger Tom Riddle, the versions we have seen of him, just so much more interesting than anything we get present day Voldy. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So. Yep. I would agree with that completely. Fuck, man. That's good talk. Yeah. Um, I I don't think you expect me to come with the hot take of, hey, th- this is my favorite scene. Definitely didn't. I'm glad you did, though. Uh, it, was, it was so good. I I love that. that. That is exactly my kind of shit, like I said, where it's just... To me, an an expertly done conversation, especially in 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 writing in book form versus you know any other media, uh, is so can be so much more interesting and so much more intense than oh hey we're gonna fight type of thing you know? right totally um like I think of like you know that scene in Inglorious Bastards where uh they're in the basement where oh it's that God. long drawn out intense conversation yes is the best scene in that movie the quick fight that takes place afterwards is like fine whatever who cares it's the conversation they have before that that is mm-hmm. unbelievable and that's yeah. that's like how i you know compare these things is like a conversation like that can be so much more impactful so much more intense um than you know actual action can be um and i loved it i love this one so much fuck yes i i'm so happy like you i you you don't ever like necessarily take my advice no you suck like <laughs> like i'll lead you on thoughts right on like things uh-huh. to expect and stuff sure. like that and like for the most part and i think it's just because we have similar like takes on things mm-hmm. but like for the most part, we tend to be kind of on the same page with, yeah. with that kind of stuff. But this makes me so happy because, one, it was unexpected, so it was a nice surprise. But two, like, 
you're finding things that you love in this series that I want you to love so badly, you know? Yeah, definitely. And so, yeah, it's just, it, it's cool, man. It's, it, it's definitely a cool feeling. Um, <laughs> I sent you, I sent you a picture the other day, uh, which you didn't respond to, uh, because you know, you were pissed off at me or something. <laughs> Um, okay. A, that's not true at all. B, I was busy when you sent it to me, and I just forgot to respond. So, um, yeah, I'm an asshole. And and I uh, I posted on the Instagram, uh, which you should follow by the way at We Don't Want a Pod. Um, <laughs> and I put a poll up, and it was like, you you know, were how excited were you that Scott was having praise for the first yes. few chapters of the book? And like something like 80% of people said yes. And only like 20% of people said, no, they prefer spicy Scott. I definitely prefer spicy Scott for the record. I did I not vote in this poll because I don't have Instagram. I like to be spicy. Being spicy is fun. I know. I know. But- it's just, it, it, I feel like a lot of people are feeling what I'm feeling right now where it's like, yes, like he's loving it or he's finding things that he's sure. loving in it. So it's, it's good. You know, uh, th- this is more just, this is halfway me talking to our listeners saying, man, it's, it's awesome. Like you're right there with me feeling the things that I'm feeling with Scott, but also, uh, you know, kind of telling you, Scott, it's okay to like it. Uh, strong disagree with you there. Buddy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I am glad that people are enjoying, uh, my more positive takes when I have them. Uh, like I said, I, I, I find more enjoyment in just being a salty son of a bitch about things because that's just who I am. Yeah. Uh, and I just I can make more jokes. In my, like I can't I can't make any jokes about that Dumbledore and Tom. Con- there are no jokes to be made. It's it's too good. And that just, <laughs> I mean we talked about Dumbledore's big dick. What, that's true. Okay. Maybe I just have to work harder to find to find the jokes. Do better, Scott. Hashtag I have to do, do better. better. I I have to do better than Mister <laughs> Prunts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no kidding <laughs> just fucking kill me now baby Dude. uh yeah i i'm glad people are enjoying it i will uh i will definitely still have spicy takes uh when i can because uh, that's just what i'm gonna do but uh, you know listen i i also like it when i enjoy reading these books i i don't want to have to come here and tell you yeah i fucking still hate quidditch zach and this this chapter sucked you know i don't want to have to read that shit so Right. I'm glad to be. But you could have fooled us for the past, right. you know, 30 something episodes. So <laughs> fuck off. Yeah, you suck. Um, <laughs> yeah, you suck. <laughs> Way to sneak that in there at the end. Yeah, you, you got suck. anything else, pal? Um, I don't I don't think so. I just I just need to know who put the milk in the cabinet. <laughs> who did it, y'all? I mean, I might have done it. I might have done. <laughs> Fuck, man. That's going to do it for us tonight, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, we really appreciate y'all hanging out with us. As always, go hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram at we don't want a pod. And hey, if you'd like to contribute to the show, help us, uh, you know, continue to uh, put out good content for y'all. Uh, there is a link in the description that gives you the opportunity to make a contribution, make a donation to the show. Uh, you can do a one-time donation or a monthly subscription, as little as a dollar, as uh, high as a million dollars. Yeah, do that. Do that. <laughs> Definitely do that. 
Um, but more importantly, tell your grandma to listen to the show. Yes. God damn it, we love grandmas here on We Don't Wanna, and we just need uh, to caress their soft ear holes. With okay, our nope, you're going voice. too far. You're going way too far. I'm just gonna cut in right here. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I do want to actually legitimately say something. I want to say thank you to all our listeners. I, 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 I feel like we say it, but we don't say it enough. Uh, we love you guys, and we appreciate you guys, and we love it when you. Give us reviews, give us feedback, give us interaction. It's it's a lot of fun for us. So if you are so inclined to do so, if you're enjoying the content, you know, hit us up on Twitter, on Instagram, um, give us a mess, send us a message, or you know, write a review. It it helps us out a lot, and it also you know makes us feel good, makes us feel happy about. Go what from twelve we're doing. to midnight. It really does. It really does. Our little wee wees go. Wait, crazy. from twelve to midnight. From six to midnight. Yeah, I go from being at twelve go to, go, to going harder at twelve. <laughs> it goes in reverse. You're so hard. Um, so for obvious reasons, Scott tries to stay spoiler free. He's not super uh, on the the socials mm-hmm. with the we don't want to Twitter and the we don't want to Instagram. But I assure you guys, every DM, every comment, every time you guys are reaching out. Um, as long as there's no spoilers. Yeah. Uh, Zach, Zach is my censor. He censors things for me. Right, right, censor. right. They get screenshotted. They're shared between us, and, and we seriously love and appreciate them. Uh, it's fucking awesome to know that, uh, you know, we're we're reaching out and, and able to have some type of connection with you guys. So we, we do appreciate it. So continue to do that. Uh, it means a ton. Uh, stay tuned next week. Uh, well, we will be having Amanda, uh, the fucking goat she's terrifying she's a savage uh but she's gonna be joining us next week spitting some hot fire at scott because she's done with your bullshit so (laughs) amanda has never had any patience for my bullshit (laughs) which is fair totally fair yep so check us out next week uh until then we'll see you next time